Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that sort of thing. And we have food. We do. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed, well we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch we look forward to seeing you there see you then and we're live hello everyone welcome to Live Lunch and my name is Rachel I'm joined today by the lovely Matt Carvel and George Benson hello hello what a treat Wow, our pleasure. <laughs> so we were just chatting about what happened on Sunday and we had actually four baptisms in the morning service on Sunday and four baptisms in the evening. So it was really busy Sunday for our church and we had yours truly t- talk to us about, was it Genesis, Genesis 44? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was just one of those spectacular uh, Sundays all around really. It was, I mean, we had people baptised from like, all different, all different ages in the morning service and and the evening. Four more people, and um, with just amazing, amazing stories of yeah how God saves them. So it just yeah it was a great Sunday. Lots of lots of guests, lots of visitors there, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, look out on the socials and stuff. For, yeah. We'll be posting those uh, baptism stories. Although they're on they're on the on the live stream as well. Yeah, the, mor- the morning anyway on YouTube. So. Um, We've captured the morning ones and then, yeah, keep an eye on our Instagram and things like that for just these great testimonies of people. And I mean, I got baptized in September, so it's just really cool to be yeah. like seeing people go through the same thing. And I, I remember how amazing it was. So, yeah, yeah sure. it was all kicking off. Fantastic. And um, we are into July, which means July is the last month that we're doing this series. So it feels kind of like we're near the end of it, but actually there's still quite a few weeks to go because it's quite a lot of weeks in, in July yeah um but yeah we were looking at Genesis uh, 44 uh which is called uh that well in my bible at least Joseph tests his brothers mm. um and so he sort of plays uh it's like he plays a trick on them but he's wanting to know if reconciliation can really happen we've been thinking about that topic for the last few weeks like reconciliation how do you actually reconcile with people mm. and joseph has that situation with his brothers He's not seen them for 20 years they betrayed him they sent him off to egypt and sold him um and his father thinks he's dead um, but then they because of this famine you know that they the brothers turn up on joseph's doorstep and joseph's wondering can he really trust them can reconciliation be possible can he forgive them are they repentant so the message was kind of uh, partly about um re- repentance and, and and being sorry and uh joseph t- sets the, up the circumstance to give them an opportunity basically to betray their little brother benjamin to see what's in their heart and so it was a message about how actually god tests us you know those of us who are christians walk with god that's part of our experience it's maybe not something that we think about all the time um, but God does test us and shape us, and we see that idea right the way through the, the Bible, Old Testament, and New. And, um, yeah, so we thought about that a little bit, and uh, the, the chapter finishes with 
uh, a demonstration that for Joseph's brothers, they, they have come through the test. They are repentant. They ha- their hearts have changed because even though they have this opportunity to take the money and run and turn away from Benjamin, their little brother, Judah steps forward and saying, no, we're not going to do that. It's a new sacrifice. Sacrifices himself for his little brother and said, no, take me. And so that's a wonderful uh, gospel picture of what Jesus has done for us. Yeah, I really like that. And it was just, yeah, like he was being redeemed from something that he did wrong before Mm. and then that kind of paints a picture of what it's like a little bit to be tested by God but I wanted to ask you guys how does God test us because (laughs) I don't know in my life it's going to be very I don't know similar different to you guys but Mm. I think it can happen in different ways but I thought it would be interesting to explore yeah just how he does test us yeah I think um, the first thing to say is that um, as Matt talked about on Sunday we're not talking tests as in sort of pass or fail, particularly. He's, he's not going to give you an F and then that's it. That's the end of your Christian life, the end of your walk. Um, but God testing us, the, the image that um, the Bible uses again and again is one of uh, precious metals being sort of refined in fire, proven by fire. Mm. And uh, I don't do much metal work myself, so I can't tell you the ins and outs of it. But a quick Google tells me that if you were to um, put flame on fake gold, it turns black because it burns and the real gold it doesn't so there's a kind there's a kind of a proving of your faith there so when we're going through so how how he does it you might go through trials or temptations or things in your life actually you will go through trials and temptations and things in your life that are difficult and you have to kind of reevaluate who you are mm. who you've got your faith in is jesus enough will he carry you through and um, do you really believe that he's good even when things are difficult those kind of questions and it's a kind of proving it's a kind of proving to yourself and uh, and uh, by god and, and approving to the world um that your faith is true that it's it's beautiful and it's refined and it's it's strong and uh, so it becomes actually a very um in james i think uh, matt mentioned it, it, he, he's consider it a joy brothers when you encounter trials consider it joy when you like, what how on earth could it be a joy and in the context of a good god um forming you in the image of his son proving your faith giving you an opportunity to exercise it um, and to have more of him ultimately Um, it does become a good thing even though at the time often it does not feel like that Mm, so you'd say like at the time it can sometimes feel maybe a bit uncomfortable maybe like for me anyway it feels like i might be failing a little bit Mm -hmm. especially when it's the same thing that happens over and over again but actually that being hard in the moment if we still continue to trust in God, we can see more fruit and better results in the long run. And that being a like kind of example of the pruning of the, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of the, of, the, of the metal or whatever it is. Yeah. What do you, what do you yeah. think? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I, and I think, um, this is an example we're going to we're going to see it this coming sunday actually it's going to be more explicit there that joseph just lives with a very clear sense that god is at work in his life through through every through every season Uh, and that can when we really think about that that can come across as like quite shocking because like joseph's had a hard life like he's grown up in a household where he was a favorite but had 10 older brothers <clears throat> who didn't like him because of that and then they turn against him he gets sent away at the age of 17 
and then for 20 years he's away he's away from his family he gets you know um falsely accused put in prison like he's suffered a great deal betrayed uh, and uh, in prison unjustly and now in the last few years as we've been reading through god raises him up and he, he it's it's sort of vindicated in a way but like his life, I don't think any of us would, would choose that. And yet he sees it all through like, this is what God, God's used all these circumstances. So um, I, I think that when we think about our lives, we, we probably, I think we all do, we underestimate what God is doing in our lives. I think, and, and especially um, in my experience, I think when you're, I think when you're younger, and maybe younger in faith, but also just a young adult or whatever, you think like the way God's going to use me or what God's going to do significant in my life is in the future. Like let, let me get myself ready for what might happen later on. Like that's, you know, maybe a common attitude. But there, if we learn anything from Joseph's stories, like God is at work in every part of our life. The things where it feels like it's going really well, the things that's really difficult. And sometimes, like I was guess I was saying on Sunday, it's when things are particularly difficult that probably God's even more busy in mm. shaping us, preparing us. And that is what God, that's what God does. That's what God loves to do with his people, shape them to become more like him. And that's top of his agenda. And it's a humbling thing to come to terms with that and recognize that, oh, my comfort is not top of God's agenda. God loves me more than i realize that he doesn't just want to make things super nice for me he wants to actually shape me into someone that looks that looks like him and mm. he's willing to take me through difficult seasons and trials in order to do that yeah um and i think that concept of doing hard things and going through hard seasons for a goal is something that i think is very you know i think people are very familiar with that like you want to get fit you go to the gym no one likes the gym, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, it's <laughs> hard work, but day. you put yourself you put yourself through that hardship because you have that goal in mind. And I think yeah. lots of us with our spiritual life, we think, oh, if things are difficult, I must be doing something wrong, or you know, why is God being mean to me? Like, yeah. No, no, He's putting you through this because of that goal. Yeah. But if we're not thinking about the goal, like if someone didn't understand why people go to the gym, like why are people just going to this place and just suffering having a rubbish time mm-hmm. like why would they do that is it only makes sense when the goal when you see the goal and i think you know, having a goal as well is so comforting like outside of christian context i see myself included like beforehand and even now like having that goal it can distract you a little bit from mm. from things because you've got your eyes on the prize and then like you say you go to the gym you work out you do things you might not necessarily want because you can see that goal so having that as like God as the main goal yeah and then working from that and then going through the chart I've never even seen it kind of heard it like yeah and I think to get really specific I mean you you asked the question about what what it what what does testing look like and and so yeah it does it sometimes it is difficult circumstance but also you know one thing I didn't really talk that much about on Sunday but it's definitely part of this is is temptation is temptation to sin and part of the battle with that, you know, there's things that we know we shouldn't do or shouldn't act like or shouldn't be or um, that sort of thing. The, you know, we can have a small view as like, oh, that's the right thing to do. That's the wrong thing to do. But the question over temptation really for us is what type of person are you, are you going to be? 
you know that's the decision it's like am i a person that does this or acts like this or says this type of thing or am i someone that acts in this with integrity and honesty and um it's it's all about who we're to be and who does god want to make us to be right. and, and actually um one of the things that god wants us to be is strong in him to be able to resist temptation and we can get to the place of being like oh this temptation is so hard god why don't you just take it away and of course he could do that but actually what he usually is wanting to do in us is strengthening us to be the type of people that is able to resist temptation and we're able to rely on him sufficiently to resist temptation now that's not something that happens overnight right. it's not something that we get right all the time it's actually an ongoing battle an ongoing thing right the way through our lives um, but we can get to milestones of freedom and being strengthened and move, moving progress moving forward um yeah that, that that's the that's the progressive journey that we're on so like our faith being strong will allow for us i mean there's a passage about that right it's like your faith is strengthened so then when the arrows of the enemy or something come that you have this this almost barrier armor of god and things yeah, like that right that's that sounds like what you were just talking about yeah that's bit. it I mean, ephesians 6 there is talking about the armor of god and that is an instruction it's like take up these things it, 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 paul's instructing people to take hold of their faith but yeah. own their faith yeah. be active in relying on god because he wants you to win battles he god wants us to move forward god wants us to overcome and you know he's given us that title we're more than conquerors in christ now live in that mm. destiny rather than live in a destiny of oh i'm just a hopeless sinner and i'm just struggling through life yeah like, yeah, yeah you know we are we are honest about our weakness and our failure and that's one thing we're not saying we're super perfect people but we, who God's making, lining our lives up with who God's making us to be mm. is the trajectory and the way of seeing that, that God wants for us. And that linked with what George was saying earlier about the passage from James, like count it a joy when mm. you face these trials because if us going through trials is strengthening our faith mm. and then that faith is going to be able to make it easier for us to resist temptation or make us just more reliant on God... Yeah, I, th I think I think it I think I think it does, and like one of the things that I was talking about in the message is the repeated, the repeated patterns that come up in our lives that God leads us through, um, to I guess like as part of as part of this sort of the testing thing that when if there's times in our past that we've not done things well and we come back around, oh, it's this situation again, like this has happened to me again. Yeah. Um, like you know a very present example for for us you know we're in the process of of moving house and i think we've moved house a few times in 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 our uh, you know Catherine and I in our married life and each time it is a faith battle it's a big thing it's a big change in your life and you want to do the right thing and it's struggle finances struggle it's a faith thing praying it and um each time it's been a faith battle but and it's you know no exception this time it's a faith battle and we've been praying about it for for a long time but it's like oh no but i'm, I'm not quite where i what i've got those other stories now that actually mm. god has provided for us it was a bit of a struggle mm. it didn't quite work you know at points i thought it would but actually god brought us through and that was good and now i'm taking that faith into this fresh faith battle like what you were talking about with those faith decisions yeah and what they kind of look like and yeah whether they include prayer 
you know, whether they include looking at the word, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think in terms of what those decisions look like, um, I, I think it, it is part, at least partly to do with mentality. I mean, a one faith decision is like not to give in to discouragement um, when we are faced with a difficult circumstance not to give in to um that feeling of discouragement choosing to to trust no god you are with me i'm going to pray mm. even though i can't see the way through here i'm going to pray according to your goodness and your faithfulness yeah. and not giving in to this discouragement or not giving in to negativity we're very good as a culture at just com- complaining <laughs> like that is an instinct <laughs> thing if you have something going on in your life like you know um, just complaining about stuff is, is a way that people communicate. You say something bad, he's like, oh, you've got this, I've got this thing. And you really sort of misery loves company. We can easily art- articulate the negative things um, in a way that's a bit, might even be cathartic. But actually what that can do is sowing to an idea of unbelief and like things in my life's really bad and that sort yeah. of thing. And we lose perspective um, on who God called us to be yeah. and actually his faithfulness and his provision. And that, that is just around the corner for us. Yeah. So, yeah, th- that can be very it simple. That. It's hard to see it at that time. I know, George, you were saying almost barrier, armour of God and things yeah. like that. Right. That's That sounds like what you were just talking about. Yeah, that's bit. it. The, I mean, Ephesians 6 there is talking about the armour of God. And that is an instruction. It's like, take up these things. It, 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 Paul's instructing people to take hold of their faith, but yeah. own their faith, yeah. rel- be active in relying on God because... He wants you to win battles. He, God wants us to move forward. God wants us to overcome. You know, He's given us that title. We're more than conquerors in Christ. Now, live in that mm. destiny rather than live in a destiny of, oh, I'm just a hopeless sinner and I'm just struggling through life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, we are, we are honest about our weakness and our failure and that sort of thing. We're not saying we're super perfect people, but who God making lining our lives up with who God's making us to be mm. is the trajectory and the way of seeing that, that God wants for us and that linked with what George was saying earlier about the passage from James like count it a joy when mm. you face these trials because if us going through trials is strengthening our faith mm. and then that faith is going to be able to make it easier for us to resist temptation or make us just more reliant on God yeah, I, th- I think I think it I think I think it does. And like one of the things that I was talking about in the message is the repeated, the repeated patterns that come up in our lives that God leads us through, um, to I guess like as part of as part of the sort of the testing thing that when if there's times in our past that we've not done things well and we come back around, oh, it's this situation again. Like this has happened to me again. Yeah. Um, like you know a very present example for for us you know we're in the process of of moving house and i think we've moved house a few times in 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 our uh, you know Catherine and I in our married life and each time it is a faith battle it's a big thing it's a big change in your life and you want to do the right thing and it's struggle finances struggle it's a faith thing praying it and um each time it's been a faith battle but and it's you know no exception this time it's a faith battle and we've been praying about it for for a long time but it's like oh no but i'm, I'm not quite where i what well, i've got those other stories now that actually mm. god has provided for us it was a bit of a struggle mm. it didn't quite work you know at points i thought it would but actually god brought us through and that was good and now i'm taking that faith into this fresh 
faith battle. Like what you were talking about with those faith decisions. Yeah. And what they kind of look like and yeah, whether they include prayer, you know, whether they include looking at the word, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think in terms of what those decisions look like, um, I, I think it, it is part at least partly to do with mentality i mean a one faith decision is like not to give in to discouragement um when we are faced with a difficult circumstance not to give in to um that feeling of discouragement choosing to to trust no god you are with me i'm going to pray mm. even though i can't see the way through here i'm going to pray according to your goodness and your faithfulness yeah. and not giving in to dis- discouragement or not giving in to negativity we're very good as a culture at just com- complaining like, <laughs> like that is a bit an instinct <laughs> thing you view something going on in your life like uh, you know um just complaining about stuff is, is a way that people communicate you say something bad is oh you've got this i've got this thing and you really sort of misery loves company we can easily art- articulate the negative things um in a way that's a bit might even be cathartic but actually what that can do is sowing to an idea of unbelief and like things in my life's really bad and that's yeah of thing. and we lose perspective um, on who God called us to be yeah. and actually his faithfulness and his provision and uh, that that is just around the corner for us yeah. so yeah th- that can be very it simple that. it's hard to see it at that time I know George you were saying at the beginning we were talking about how can God love us if he's putting us through this pain and I feel like you had some insight into mm. into people that maybe had that view like what, what would you say about that yeah I think that's it's, it's really it's real um, and in one sense, you don't want to squash that. I think you want you want to ask the question: What does it mean that God loves me now, and how does that work out? And that's, I guess, part of the proving, isn't it? It's part of the the rubber hits the road in moments of trial. Like, it, does it does it really mean something? Yes, it was going well for me. It's now not going well for me. Is it still true? Is God still good? Yeah. And uh, so I think that is a it's a healthy process. Um, and I think I'd be careful as well to, if someone right now watching was going through a trial, I'd be careful to go, well, I'm sure God's doing something through it. Yeah. Sometimes that's really painful thing to hear. You read, I'm sure we've said similar things on this podcast before. Um, but yeah, it's, sometimes that is not actually that helpful. What you need is more of Jesus and um, he will bring about good through it. He promises to, that's, that's, that's the scripture. So I'd say that. Um, and I'd say if I can talk more theoretically, so if you're going through something, this might not be something I'd say to you right now, but if I could talk more theoretically, anything, good, bad, blessing, suffering, that drives you to Jesus and makes you more like him mm. is ultimately loving. Yeah. Anything that does that. Um, and the right. Bible might use, um, we talked about Proverbs a little bit, um, might use things like discipline. And a, and a parent would discipline their child out of love, but it might not feel like love to the child initially. And uh, you want to be careful to prescribe certain suffering as discipline. And I, I want to know the context before I'm talking about that really certainly. But I think it gives you a framework to understand everything in your life. Okay, what might God be doing through this? What might he be teaching me using this for? And uh, even though it doesn't feel like love now, yeah. um, uh, it, it is. Um, because it, it forms Jesus in us and helps us to experience him. Because if he is the best thing, if he is the best thing about our lives, and anything that drives us to him yeah. must ultimately be for our good. Yeah. yeah, sure. I think just, just to add something on, I think it's probably worth also saying that we, it, we're, we're drawing a, a, 
there's a t- there's a tension here with with like God using suffering and difficult in our life to refine us, but we, uh, hopefully people won't hear that like God is um, that that the reason suffering and you know sin happens is not finds its source in God in terms of so for, I guess for example someone who's like faced a great injustice or you know someone you know whose whose spouse has left them uh you know and it wasn't their fault and they just abandoned them or um you know they've someone's robbed them or committed fraud against them like that they are sinful things and it's not like well that's just part of god's plan you know and god does that and no actually we live in a, in a broken world and mm-hmm. the reason that we have a broken world is people turn away from god so it's yeah. not like you, you know you, you can't attach that sinful thing to god um but as as George was kind of alluding to there, like in that context, we all have a choice of how to respond. We can't control the circumstance of our lives, but we can control how we respond. And yeah, George's point is excellent there. You know, are you going to allow the situation to force you know to to choose a route of bitterness, or are you going to use to cry out to God and know? him at this level because as again as george alluded to there the scripture says god uses all things for our good now that is true or it's not and the most difficult dark times of our lives are really the moments that that it proves that that scripture in our lives okay if god can get me through this if i'm crying out to god in this situation and and it's it is that is a it tests of like, are we going to trust that that is true that the most difficult horrible situations in in life, God can bring some good out of it. it doesn't mean that that is good. Doesn't yeah. mean that's what happened to yeah. you is good, but it's that that God can actually lead you on a journey of redemption and reconciliation mm. and restoration uh, that will be for your good. And uh, yeah, I I have I have you know known and heard from people that have gone through really dark times but actually say but that was actually the journey that, and God look what God's done since then mm. and I, I think we need one another I we think do. we need one another to help with that because in the moment we can't see ourselves and actually having Christian brothers and sisters around us to remind us of that and be praying for us and standing in that pit with us yeah, and say sure. no actually God is good and he's going to lead you through as well mm. Because you can use like the suffering itself and the sin itself. It's, it's, it's not like we're saying it's not important. It's not hurtful. It's not awful. Because what I've understood through reading the Bible and, mm. and people in this church is like, no, that is really awful and yeah. terrible to go through. And it doesn't just mean that you're going through life being like, well, it's whatever God's plan is. Yeah. And kind of, no, those things are painful and those things are real. Mm-hmm. But it's just more Absolutely. coming from a lens of God mm. can still use that. Yeah because that, that that evil wasn't from god yeah. but he can still use the pain that was bestowed upon you or things that happened to you yeah. for good mm. but you have to trust and not go into like the self-pity and mm. the wallowing the which is so much easier i guess to do distract mm. yourself you know watch something and i'm so guilty of doing this all the time is like mm-hmm. escaping from your problems with mm. worldly things and then i'm like oh, hold up i'm going to pray i'm just going to see you know what what God wants to say and and I push through and I pray and then it's like it's always just so much light that comes out of it and it's like wow um I can just go to him for everything 
mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. though you feel like you might be failing by going to the world for, for other things, God will always listen to you. God will always bring you out of the darkness into mm-hmm. the light. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like you were saying, George, and stuff, mm-hmm. that initial trust is, <laughs> is necessary for that yeah. to happen. And yeah. yeah. um, we were saying before the episode, it's kind of like God will help us, but we need to want to be helped we need to be like a recipient of him shaping us too right yeah i think he involves us in it and but also he doesn't give up on us with it i mean judah is a great example even in this story we you know the the whole this passage of of genesis you know from 37 onwards isn't about judah but we have like key moments in his life and it just shows that progression we have at the beginning as i mentioned on sunday he was the one when they were betraying joseph that uh, he's like, let's sell him. Then we have the, and we also have the story of um, him and a messed up family situation that he. So he's like, he got things wrong there. So he's like, he's getting things wrong, getting things wrong. And you think, oh, is he out of God's purposes now? And maybe we think that as well. Like, I failed the test once. I failed the test twice. Like, how many times? But that God again. brings him back around, gives another opportunity. Right, get it right this time. And he d- wow. God doesn't give. That's His grace. He doesn't give up. He's so patient on us. with and us. So <laughs> I think if, if yeah, if we're if we're talking about, does any if anyone feels that, um, you know, oh, I've failed the test too many times. It's like you don't know the grace of God. You, and you, that's a lie from the enemy, isn't it? Exactly. You exactly. failed time and time again. You're there's no hope for you. Yeah. That's literally undermining what the gospel says. That's it. it. It's putting a limit on God's God's grace to us. Yeah. And if, if God is, is active in your life, if he's bringing conviction of your sin, then that means he, he's bringing that in order for you to come to him. Right, and, yeah. You know, and there's, there's, always, there's always a way back. And that conviction can be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. it can be. You're like, wow, I have to maybe change this or change that. But I think because we live in a culture where we're so used to being comfortable and everything... Yeah. Have it, you know, we have entertainment at our fingertips. Mm-hmm, we can, mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want. We're very free in that way, and so I think a lot of people struggle to, to get on board with that whole mm-hmm. conviction thing. Like, why do I have to change? And it's like, mm-hmm. like we were saying mm-hmm. earlier, it comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. You want your child to grow up to be lovely and polite, and and all yeah. of this stuff. You have to teach them those things, and probably yeah. go against the current a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a child might not necessarily want to. Um, to be polite and they want you know to naturally say i want ice cream Mm -hmm. and you have to be like no you have to so it's that shaping and and going through tests and trials but so much out of a place of love so Mm -hmm. it's like you were saying at the beginning count it a joy when we face these things and uh that's a good good place to leave it this has been a joy this has been a joy (laughs) without any pain either Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank it's you. been really nice. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for live lunch, everyone. Check out the baptisms on the live stream. And we live stream our Sunday service every week. So tune in 10 o'clock on YouTube. Come along. We'll see you next week, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.